1: Hey, folks, welcome to Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Uh, if you don't recognize my voice, I am Sean Windsor. I used to be a columnist at the Detroit Free Press. Um, I don't know, Carl do I still work at the Detroit Free Press? I mean, um, it's
2: been it's been weeks and weeks and weeks. It depends on who you ask. If you ask Mick McCabe, he's not sure you ever worked at the Free Press. But
1: um, Yeah, we're never talking to him again. He, he came <laughs> on. We had our lowest rated episode we ever have. That's That shouldn't have been a shocker. I mean, you know, you spend your whole life just insulting people. I mean, I guess it worked for uh, Don Rickles. You know what I mean, <laughs> so it can't work, Mr. Warmth. But uh, yeah, Mr. Warm. No, no, no. We love Mick, Mick McKay. We were we were grateful that he came and uh, joined us. He just doesn't need to come again. <laughs> In any case, it's good. It's good to talk to you, man. It's good to. uh Oh my it's God! Good to see you. It's it's been a while. I know, and you know,
2: we we dearly missed you for the last two episodes, Sean. And as I told everybody, you were the we were missing our Babe Ruth. We were missing our. Uh, you, know, you, you name any superlative out there, or Neil Armstrong, or, or Arnold Schwarzenegger, whatever you want to, Mr. Olympia. No, that's know.
1: not what you were saying. You were saying I was Wally Pip, which is fine. I think you said that to, to no, Rieger. No, no. And then to Burkett, you used some other guy, uh, Drew Bledsoe, I don't know, who lost his job to Tom Brady. No, no, no. Was, was no. You didn't maybe use that, but whatever. Never mind that. What what amazed me, not amazed me, what concerned me, my man, was that you said I had a, nine, a size nine foot. Too big? I don't even remember what the context of that was, <laughs> that I had small feet. Rieger, not... Rieger had to f- fill your shoes. That's what it was. Oh, and you're like, oh, they're not that big to fill. They're size nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight and a half, I maybe. see what you're saying. Yeah, eight and a half. Okay, no. <laughs> that's what I took from that first episode. For the record. No. What's
2: the size for the record? Let's let's put it
1: out there. Uh, well, your your feet flatten out as you get older, right? So, yeah, well, so they, yeah you know what I mean? You get a little bit. You get a little. You need a little bit more width, probably more than length. <laughs> okay, what are you double double D or double E? What is it? Double no, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I I've, I've worn a twelve since I was about fourteen. So twelve, wow. Okay, yeah, that's not that big. It's not like sixteen, like you wear it's seventeen sometimes. So yeah, you wear. Well, you you approach like cl- clown shoes. <laughs> I think you was. know
2: what? You know what's funny is I think there's a conspiracy. I think shoes, men's shoe sizes have gotten like bigger. Because I always used to be somewhere around a 10, and maybe there's something like you said about your feet flattening out. Now, like, I'll go look at like Nike sneakers. I wore Nike sneakers my whole life or gym shoes, whatever. There's no way I'm fitting anything close to a 10. It's a 11 sometimes, 11 and a half. Like, how? I feel like a Bigfoot. Like, there's just no way. Yeah, yeah, But they yeah, don't no, look dude, bigger. They, I dude, think,
1: your feet. Fo- oh, go
2: ahead. Sorry. I think it's marketing. Guys want to think they have bigger feet, right? for some reason i can't i can't imagine why guys would think they would need bigger feet but um i think it's
1: conspiracy what do you think sean i think it's the gravity of the earth and being on it for as long as we've been on it your feet flatten out and your spine uh you you shrink your height wise and your feet get longer okay right they flatten out and your (laughs) spine compresses and your earlobes this is just yeah right well it's because i wear so many earrings they pull them down it's just it's just uh it's crazy, man. This is, just, this is just part of getting older. By the way, speaking of clowns, um, <laughs> <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of clowns, I got, a, I got an email from a reader that used a clown emoji. Was not happy with the, <laughs> the, the, the only column I've written in like the last six months. And it had to do with Michigan, Michigan State basketball, and we will, uh, we'll talk about that later in the show and, and how those teams are rolling, and we'll talk about the blue wall. Or maybe the lack the lack of the blue wall, was right, it, Carlos? Was it Lupe Izzo or who? Who sent you that? <laughs> yeah, no, that's what's that's what's sort of funny people people calling me in the tank for one of these teams or the other. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we will get to that, Carlos. We got a lot of other stuff to talk about. I should say that I, real quickly. I've been out last couple of weeks, last two and a half weeks or so, actually, uh, with COVID, and I'm feeling a little bit better now. Still in a tiny bit of a brain fog. You probably can't tell the difference, <laughs> right, Carlos? No, I, it, I think it's better actually. Do you? Yeah, so I don't know where I am, and it's probably better for everybody. Um, in any case, it's good to be back. Um, I'm feeling mostly better. You know, there are a couple of things that are lingering, but uh, but y'all don't want to hear about that. I don't want to. Oh, by the way, I didn't mean to say y'all. I mean listener, right, Carlos? <laughs> our one, li- yes, sir. Yeah. Todd. our one? Todd. Uh, Todd. Todd. Todd's out there oh, somewhere. Todd. And Aunt Jeanette, but she she doesn't. She listens. Aunt Jeanette who who's one of the executive producers, Anjanette <laughs> <Aunt> Delgado. <laughs> She listens because it's her job, not because she wants to or likes us, right? Yeah, she she gets paid to listen. She just li- she just
2: listens for her mentions, and then once once yeah, that's over, she doesn't care. She,
1: she doesn't she doesn't care about what we're saying. It's just it's in her contract. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, no, we're, we're we're glad she does because the you know the show wouldn't be possible without her. So can we wrap up now? By the way, we're done. Yeah, thanks for listening. We're done. Is is that okay? All right, let's talk about your favorite subject. Your the the player you've enjoyed carlos more covered more than any other in your long distinguished career matthew stafford what the heck man he leaves here he leaves here and by here we we mean the detroit lions right he leaves this area and not even a year later or maybe a year later he's on the he's a game away from the super bowl what the heck what the heck? Well, didn't isn't this what you expected? I mean, going to a
2: stacked team and genius Sean McVay, and they'd been to the Super Bowl before with Jared Goff. So I think Peter King predicted he was going to be, what, the, uh, the league MVP and Super Bowl MVP and Super Bowl champion. So a lot of people, not a lot, but a fair amount of people had him winning a division title and getting a home playoff game and, and being on this track. So I, maybe for Lions fans, right, we're kind of a little bit like not well we're not like you're a Lions fan I'm not a Lions fan but you know uh, observers mm-hmm. Lions observers uh, were shocked at how disparate how stark the difference has been between the two teams um, but I think a lot of people in the NFL probably aren't they just figured hey Stafford's making good on the promise he showed all of those years in Detroit and now he's being rewarded and he's played well he's played really well in those two games.
1: He has, and he—I mean, you know—the the throw he had, the last throw of the game he had, basically to win it. I mean, obviously the field goal won it. When the Rams beat the Buccaneers uh, at the end of the game, thirty to twenty-seven, with no time left, but the throw he made to set that field goal up to Cooper Cup, where the Tampa Bay blitzed, and I understand that Tampa Bay coach Bruce Arians said not everybody got the message. There were a couple linebackers who were supposed to blitz and did not. And maybe that would have made a difference. I don't know. But but Stafford's numbers, by the analytics, say he's you know the best quarterback against the blitz in the NFL all season long, and he showed that at times when he was when it, when he was here in Detroit. Anyway, the, here comes the blitz. He looks out to the right and then looks back to the left and then and then threads that forty yard or whatever it was, down the field, and sort of the cup was open, but the way he threw it and, and kind of led him mean it was just it was vintage Stafford right And to the folks out there that say well he's doing it now, what he did at the end of the game, Carlos I'm curious about what you think we have seen on and off for for 11 years in Detroit. We just haven't seen it in a playoff game. but the kind of couple of plays he made at the end of the game, I mean he led the league at one point in fourth quarter comebacks as a lion. Right.
2: Yeah, I mean, and 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 to me, the the fourth quarter comebacks are a little bit like, well, why were you behind? Why did you need to make a fourth quarter comeback exactly? But um, but yeah, I mean, he's shown that promise, and and I think with Cooper Cup, he definitely has chemistry with Cooper Cup. There's just something about them, and Cooper Cup was a very good quarter uh, receiver to begin with, you know, even with Jared Goff. Um, But he's gone to a different level. He's he's one of those guys. And, and yes, Cooper Cup, to me, he was like borderline Pro Bowl player before the last two years, I would say. And with Stafford, I would say the one thing I would say about Stafford in the past is that he didn't make players better around him. Like if they weren't good when they got there, he wasn't really making them much better. Um, but Cooper Cup, he's taken his I think his play to a different level and they have a different they have a really good chemistry that you haven't really seen. I mean, Odell Beckham has just gotten there. He's only been there for a few weeks, so it's not quite the same. Uh, that may still bear out if he stays with the with the Rams. But with Cooper Cup, there's a special connection between those two guys. Um, and he's got a great cast. I mean, he's got a, you know, Cam Akers came back. the running back. He, he'd been hurt for most of the season. Um, their offensive line held up really well, even without their left tackle, Whitworth. Um, Tyler Higby is not a great tight end. So that that offense is not like the perfect offense, but it's a really well-designed offense under Sean McVay and Stafford really fits well in it but making those throws those those deep passes you know those late comebacks or the late the late winning game winning drives when you have to yeah we've seen that before he's just doing it at the right time at the highest level and that matters that
1: matters for his legacy it does you know it's funny because the the, the best team he was on in Detroit of course was the team that lost to the Cowboys in the playoffs, and folks talk about the pass, inter- pass interference call, and then and then other folks say, "Well, you know, he missed Calvin Johnson, who was,
0: who Wide was open, open." To which
1: I, yeah, to which I would say, quarterbacks miss uh, Brady missed a receiver the other day, right? A few, a few. He, I mean, you know, fine. He's forty-four. He's got seven Super Bowls, so we're not going to quibble. <laughs> but but the best quarterbacks miss guys. The problem is when you have so little opportunity. Right. 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 And, and 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 that's really the thing. The other two times he was in the playoffs, he did, they weren't that very, they weren't very good when they went to Seattle. And that New Orleans team was great. They lost to I, I don't want to sit there and make excuses. Obviously Stafford had his struggles, but the but the things we saw her, here, the the mental toughness, the the, the 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 grace under pressure, that kind of thing, he showed that here. It's just again, he's showing it to the world now in a in a, in a different way. And as far as is he making guys better, Carlos? I mean Marvin Jones had his best time here, right? I mean Kenny Holiday was really good here and you know, he goes to New York and hadn't done much at all. I mean, I, we can make cases both ways, no? Yeah, I mean you could you can make a case with Kenny
2: Holiday, but he was a rookie when he got here, so we didn't have a track record necessarily. But yeah, he made him he played well with Stafford for sure. He's he's the one guy you could say Marvin Jones had a pretty good career in Cincinnati before he got here. Um, but yeah i mean that he just hasn't he hasn't uh i mean the way that brady turned guys like danny Amendola into borderline pro bowlers you know like you just never really saw that before uh with stafford you know mediocre to average guys being great um and that a lot of that is probably bill belichick which is, some of this is probably sean mcveigh as well um but yeah i mean with stafford you know the the thing you know the thing we have we can't forget. I don't know if you remember this or how much people remember this, but that first time, the first playoff game, I think it was 2011, right? Uh, when they went to the Saints and they lost there, they were winning at halftime. Sean, I mean, I remember thinking at that. I was at that game at the Superdome, and I remember thinking, "This is it. They have done it." They have hired Jim Schwartz, who was an avowed genius from Georgetown and ran regressions and all this, and he was the anti Rod Mernell. They found the answer. This is it. They're going to beat the Saints. They're, I think they were going to go to wherever, Green Bay the next week or whatever, you know, in the divisional round. Everybody's like looking at plane tickets at halftime and whatever flights, and they ended up losing, you know, handily. But it was like, wow, this could be the beginning of something. And then. They lose to the Cowboys. And don't forget, I think that pass, when he makes that pass to Brandon Pettigrew, they're leading at the time. You know, he he doesn't throw to Calvin Johnson. He goes for the you know the pass interference on the tight end, and they end up losing. It's not all his fault. Sam Martin, you know, shanks a punt and then the defense gives up a touchdown, and you know, it's all a team game. But it was it just felt like, man, they were they had it there. They were close. There were two playoff games, first two playoff games under Stafford. Maybe there's something here. They just kind of got some little bit of bad luck or whatever it might have been, inexperienced at the first game. And it just never it never happened. And that was the shame of it, right? And they go to Seattle that one year or whatever it was, and they got blown out and you know, didn't even score a touchdown. But, but that was the thing with Stafford. It was always like, where is – where is the when is he gonna make good on all the promise that he has? And now what we're finding out, what I wrote about last week, you didn't read it. I'm sure you were um, maybe, you know, netted out or whatever bit. Oh, the
1: one you started off with, I I I I owe him an apology. That's every call. Owe, That's every call. Instead instead of I owe the readers an apology yeah. for not saying, Hey, Stafford was okay <laughs> all these years. No, I apologize to Stafford. That was the thing. I, I offered my apology to him, but but, that, yeah, but next time I
2: apologize to the readers. I'll apologize se- just to you, Sean. I'll I'll text you. With a clown emoji. Um, Okay. No, that's the thing is that like what we are finding out about Stafford is that he needs the right supporting cast. And this, I mean, the Rams are all in. You know that. I mean, the Rams are all in. Every level of the defense, they got a Hall of Famer, potential Hall of Famer. You know, they've gotten every free agent they could whenever somebody went down at any position. So, you know, they're they're doing as much as they can to win. And I I applaud that. That's awesome because you don't see teams do it like this to this level and mortgage their future all these first picks. What's the
1: difference, Carl? Sorry to interrupt. What's the difference between this Rams team from a year ago and this year? Other than Von Miller? Um I mean
2: Stafford's the big difference, obviously, right. right? Yeah.
1: And they couldn't and they couldn't score a year ago. I mean, and they had Cooper Cup and they had Aaron Donald on defense. Jalen Ramsey was I'm trying to remember was Ram- Ramsey was he there was on, a year ago. Yeah, like, he was on the team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they added they added Von Miller, and uh, I'm sure there's some. I mean, obviously there's turnover every year, but but it's really Stafford, right? Stafford has been he he has been the the guy who is
2: making Sean McVay's offense come to fruition and 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 work at maximum efficiency, and they've talked about that a lot, you know, about um, getting on the same page. And Sean McVay's wanted Stafford. To actually take more ownership of the offense, you know, and I think little by little he has. Um, And I think even Sean McVay, I mean, he's in his own subtle way has said, you know, Stafford's a really good quarterback, but I want him to be a great quarterback. The guy who just takes over everything and does a lot does makes this off instead of me having to like lead the way on everything, you know. Stafford can take more control more ownership and maybe he's doing that maybe there's it's hard because they don't come out and tell us what happened in the game plan after every game you know they don't break it down like that so but it's working you know it's whatever it is and he needed a lot more help on defense and they gave it to him they gave him a running back they gave him you know the one thing they don't have really is a is a good tight end a a really good tight end um, which is probably coming they probably tried to trade for Gronkowski at some point but didn't get him but well, they
1: don't run the ball that well either, right? Oh, they—they—they well, they, they have. I mean, Cam Akers is a pretty good running back, but he was hurt early. Not like they did when Golf got to the Super Bowl with Todd Gurley. Oh, well, no, that, no, no, no. Yeah, team. they don't
2: have a—they don't have an All-Pro running back for sure. But that's probably coming next season. Um, <laughs> you know, so yeah, that's uh, you know, you can't be perfect, but yeah, Stafford has been the guy. He has definitely been the guy.
1: Well, well, listen, I, uh, first first of all, Carlos, the, the, or maybe not first of all, I don't know, a hundredth of all, the NFL the, <laughs> the NFL had a had arguably its best playoff weekend in, 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 I don't know, the last 20, 30 years, right? I mean, they had an incredible weekend of games, and I want to talk to you about that for a second when we come back because I want to take a quick break here. But before we get to the NFL, when we come back, I, I want to ask you one more thing about Stafford that, that – is a little bit more um, about the feeling we have. And by we, I mean just Southeastern Michigan or Michigan in general, we have about him and how, to me, it's kind of unique to our area. The relationship between a quarterback and, and a team who's gone on, I'm not sure it's ever really happened in the way that it's unfolding. I want to talk to you about that for a second when we come back, and then we'll just finish up with the NFL. Is that all right? Sounds good.
0: All right, we'll be right back. My name's Kerry Jr. the Second. I'm a podcast producer and reporter with the Detroit Free Press, and now the host of Freep's new weekly podcast, On The Line. Our job is to understand the issues and the people that the issues affect in our state and region and tell the news. I want Detroiters, I want Michiganders, I want Metro Detroiters to hear themselves and maybe get a sense of peace in this podcast. Maybe not in the topics we're covering, but in the sense that we're the Detroit Free Press. And you can come here to know what's happening. And trust that we're going to tell the truth, give you the facts, and do it authentically. We're going to give you the voices that are in those areas, whether it be in Owasso, whether it be in Petoskey, whether it be in Birmingham, Warren, Gross Point, Southwest Detroit. You know, we're going to give you what it sounds like to be there. So every Friday in your feed, wherever you get your podcast, when you press play, we want this podcast to sound like home. We want it to sound like Michigan. We want it to sound like Detroit. I think that's all I got. So let the journey begin.
1: Welcome back to Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Carlos, uh, we d- we just talked about Matthew Stafford and th- the game he played uh, down in Tampa to beat Tom Brady to get the Los Angeles Rams to the NFC Championship game. We-, we talked about some of the throws he did and didn't make in Detroit, some of the throws he did make uh, as a Ram, the fact that he leaves and a year later he's on the verge of a Super Bowl, potentially, obviously. But what I want to ask you, and, and, and I want to tell you what I think too, but um, but I want I want to ask you, can you think of another – sports town that has had a top pick let's just say number one pick or if you want to expand it out to a you know top five pick at quarterback who's supposed to come in to save the franchise who stays as long as matthew stafford did what 11 years 12 12 years like 12 years 12 years who's in the same place for 12 years who shows moments but never really has anything close to a moment you know no playoff wins only gets the playoff three times in those 12 years who shows all that talent who then ends up dividing the fan base with love and not hate, but just with you know something approximating that, who then leaves and gets to the verge of the Super Bowl the very next season. I It's almost unprecedented. It's unique to our area, to me. And then as he goes on this run, he's won two playoff games now, becomes a proxy for how we think about ourselves about this what it means to love this team what it means to be a lions fan and you know we're, we're sitting here talking about you, you you can say oh the nfl draft whatever and that's important but but the way he's been talked about for the last couple of weeks i mean can you think of another situation another place in this country in the last 20 30 years where you've seen this kind of a scenario where it's just a, a football a quarterback a, fo- a quarterback
2: who's yeah left. Yeah. yeah that's Oh, you're putting me on the spot. I can't I, – I'm trying to think as you were saying it. Um, Guys who left and haven't
1: done it. You know, obviously Brett Mc, uh, Brett Favre did win in Green Bay and left. Um, Right, yeah. Joe Montana did win. He won. And, I mean, you know, got, got to the AFC Championship game in Kansas City. I can't. There have been guys – yeah. But those guys were legends, right? I mean, yeah. I'm talking about somebody who you could clearly see the talent. Something was a little bit missing. You blame the organization – you think, oh, my God, could he do this? Could he not? Is it Stafford? Is it not? Is it? Is it that player? Is it not? It's just so unique to this franchise in this city. Yeah. I I've, I've never seen anything like it. And then to have have it unfold the way it has, especially over the weekend when he got to the uh, led the Rams to the NFC Championship game. Well, I mean it's just it's it's really something, Carl. And it's it's what's also you know crazy
2: about it is how they they went out there and played. The only thing that would have been better is if the Rams came here and Stafford came back to Detroit, but <laughs> um but yeah, that they, that they've played each other a few months after the trade and and all that in LA. It was a good game and all that. Um uh, but yeah, it's it's a crazy it's uh, and I, I almost wonder, like, is it if he wins the Super Bowl, is it just better to do it the first year? Just rip the bandaid off, get it over with. OK, Stafford's on to his amazing second life with his second wife, all this stuff, you know, a new life, a new car, a new house in L.A. Mr. Hollywood. OK, great. You know, Bon Voyage, as opposed to watching him go through the steps for a few years, uh, NFC Championship, NFC Championship and then Super Bowl, you know, like, OK, oh, like he's a Ram. That's it.
1: He's great, yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, it, obviously a lot of folks who have loved him all along and thought he was at an organization that hindered his his talent uh, feel like they probably have some proof and if he keeps winning, they're going to feel like they have even more proof, so they're going to feel vindicated, validated. but you know, can't both things be true? I mean he he had some tough seasons right oh yeah, he had he had opportunities that they weren't many. And he wasn't able to take advantage of them, you know. I mean, so maybe maybe both things are true. It's just it's just amazing to me that here we are and there's there are hundreds of thousands of people out there who love this team, these Lions, who also love Stafford and are going to live, they're going to follow this run. It's not going to be like the Lions winning, obviously, but it's going to be a, a vicarious experience. You know, my son texted me when he pulled it off the other day and said, I haven't been this happy for – a any athlete in a long, long time. And I saw that all over social media. I'm talking about from Lions fans, right? And, and it was amazing. And then, and then the other lions, the, the folks on the other side of love the team would give, come in and fight with them. There was there was a fight starting <laughs> Saturday, like Sunday afternoon, and and it's still going on. It's raging on over this guy. <laughs> well, I got you know, who love these lions. I I mean I, I don't you
2: you hadn't written about it yet, but um, when I wrote my column about Stafford, I mean I got all these emails and whatever it was and things on Twitter about, will you shut up and stop writing about Stafford? But let me tell you why I disagree with you or whatever. You know like. People cannot. If you want to start a, you want to start a fight in a sports bar, go in there and yell either Stafford's amazing or Stafford sucks. One of the two, and there's going to be a some kind of brawl that erupts because it's it's the it's like the Rorschach test, right, for for sports fans of where do you land on Stafford? Was he was he the problem? Was he the answer? And wasn't supported the right way? All that stuff.
1: No and and it's just again I I would argue it's unique to this to, to the unique to the experience of being a Lions fan. I don't think any other franchises had anything remotely like this. Well, in the NFL, now I am not going to say it. maybe for baseball, maybe there've been great great Hall of Fame type players and Stafford is a borderline Hall of Famer at this point, right? Numbers alone. Uh yes. Maybe other sports, but if we're just going to keep it in the NFL, right? It's it's unique. And yeah. and you're absolutely right. The dude, I got an an email um uh after I wrote a college basketball column on Sunday that ran I want to say Monday and the guy was pissed that I wrote about that instead of Matthew Stafford (laughs) and that we I mean it's just
2: funny you write about Stafford you don't write about him enough you don't it's uh yeah it's people that are obsessed let me ask you a question about your son was he a Stafford fan when he was with the Lions
1: yeah he was and 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 this it's funny because I I have two sons and they both love the Lions. And they look at sports a little bit differently, and um, I mean, but they, they they have the visceral sort of emotional experience like any sports fan. But the son who texted me this uh, has coached some too, right? And so he looks at things a little bit. And I don't want to say removed or objectively because that's that's difficult. But he he I guess what I'm trying to say is Carlos he loved Stafford at his best. Like there were throws Stafford would make. That who else could make in the league? Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, right? He he would make throws sometimes that were just they were just gorgeous. And and so my son responds to that kind of thing in any sport. So to him, Stafford had the there were things he would do occasionally that would just, would be breathtaking. And so he had, he admires that in a way. And then he he relates to the idea of having having the ability to do something like that, but then kind of getting in your own way or never been able to figure it out and then you finally figure it out. So to me that's what he was relating to. You know when he texted me The that. thing the thing with Stafford that you know I've never been able to understand
2: or relate to because that, you know as a reporter I'm objective. You know I don't care if they win or lose. I mean there's guys I like. You know we all get to have these little fr- sort of friendships in the locker room that we coaches and players and we were kind of quietly root for them to do well um I didn't have that with Stafford I didn't dislike him you know I didn't like him particularly just he was I was pretty much indifferent about him but as a fan I remember the two guys when I grew up was Steve Garvey and Wayne Gretzky was Steve Garvey was my all-time favorite athlete probably as a kid and even though he won a World Series with the Dodgers I didn't like him going to the Padres and I rooted for him to do well but I didn't really want to see the Padres win the World Series because it it somehow bothered me that he wasn't doing it with the Dodgers and with Gretzky. They brought him to L.A. and all this stuff. They did everything they could to win a, a Stanley Cup. They went to a final, but they couldn't do it. And then to see him leave. And I was like, oh, if he wins one with St. Louis or with the Rangers, it's really going to bother me, even though he wasn't my favorite player necessarily. But he was a king, you know, and I watched him a lot. I loved his game. Um and so, I don't know, I guess it just depends on how much of a fan you are of that player sometimes and, and how much you feel like you had a a strong emotional tie to that player. And whether you're just willing to, I mean, Jeff Rieger and I talked about this, you know, like, is it fair? Mitch wrote about it, you know, it's like having your ex- girlfriend or boyfriend you know leave and then go on to this fabulous life without you like oh you never really mattered you know in the
1: whole scheme of things yeah I, but i don't think that's a great analogy and i've heard that a couple times no disrespect to mitch or jeff but that's like that well the people that feel that way here about stafford don't like the lions or are frustrated at the lions so in that analogy with the relationship then that means you don't like yourself well i'm not really worth that to begin with i don't like myself so of course i want my ex to go out and do well you know what i mean <laughs> it's to me that analogy there's a hiccup in it because the fans that are enjoying watching Stafford do this are frustrated beyond belief with the lions right and they blame the not necessarily and and, and well um, there're plenty that are and then there and then obviously there're plenty that think well Stafford should have lifted the lions up right well, it's it's like if you know, imagine
2: you have a girlfriend or whatever, and, you, and she's like, "You're a slob. You never you never pick up your clothes or whatever." You break up, and then she goes to marry a, a millionaire who who's a slob, but he guess what? He's a millionaire, and so it's kind of okay. Ah, oh, he's kind of messy, but I can live with it. You know, like you're, you, I think a lot of the fans who are frustrated with Stafford and what his success is is why couldn't you do that here? And and I've tried to spell that out that it's a different situation. Uh, right? Aaron Donald. <laughs> right, Darren Donald and Jalen Ramsey, the best cornerback right. in the NFL, and a decent run game and a brilliant,
1: you know, uh, uh, offensive game caller and Sean McVay. Um, yeah, because the receivers are so uh, at the height. Stafford had uh, Calvin Johnson, right? And he had Calvin Golden good, Tate. You know, yeah, um, that's that, that's as good as Cooper Cup, and well, Robert Woods is hurt, but. But, but, look, man, just getting back real quickly to this this idea of you're right. Stafford would show glimpses. He would do things that few other quarterbacks could do. It wasn't to the level of like Barry Sanders. And Barry Sanders was able to have success on his own, even behind the line. Sometimes it was great. So it was a little bit different. but but Stafford would do those some of those things. And I, And before we wrap this segment up, I wanted to ask you about this this weekend and the games because speaking of seeing things that are just breathtaking to watch, the 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 playoff games it all came down to the last second, right? Three one at a field goal with no time left, one as a walk off touchdown. But dude, the Bills, the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs and that duel in the fourth quarter. I mean the whole game between Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, did you feel like you were watching something a little new? Not just young quarterbacks, but just the way they play, the skill, the playmaking, the 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 bravado, the calm. Unbelievable
2: um yeah I mean it was a it was a really fun offensive game I was kind of disappointed that the Bills defense didn't do more um I I I would have thought it might have been a little more of a low scoring game but um it felt like the what was it the the Rams Chiefs game right like on Monday night whatever it was a few years ago that Goff was part of and it was like how, how what was the score it was like in the 60s or something, 50s. Yeah, I mean, it yeah, was nuts. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, it was a great game. Now, let me ask you this, because I have a question about that game, too, is because it ends in overtime, right? A lot of people were saying, probably a lot of people from Buffalo were saying, the overtime rules in the NFL are bad. And they're not fair. And I think that if Patrick Mahomes had not gotten a chance to touch the football, there'd be more screaming about that, probably nationally. That happened two years ago. That right. That happened two years ago, Carlos. Right. But, I mean, is it? Patrick Mahomes didn't get the chance, right, because right. Tom Brady Tom Brady, did. right. And so, but is it time to rethink that? I mean, do you like
1: the rule? Do you think Absolutely. it should change? Absolutely it should change. It's, not, it's ridiculous that it's decided on a coin toss. And people say, well, you can stop him defensively. You know what? The league is built yes. around offense for the most exactly. part. Exactly. Right. If, if, it, if it were 50-50 with offensive defense, but, no, who's got a great defense? Who's winning out there with a defense? San Francisco. I guess right. So one of the one yeah. one playoff team. I mean, even they have a pretty good running game, and they got one of the best tight ends in, in the NFL, and George Kittle, and so forth. And I know the quarterback, but they got Debo Samuel you know, too. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. To me, the easiest thing to do is borrow the college model, which is really really fun. Yeah, and and really
2: fair. Yeah, right? yeah. That's what it should be. I mean, you should have equal chance to at least touch the ball once. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, or or if the or if let's just say Kansas City scores that touchdown, okay. Well, then give Buffalo the ball and see if they score a touchdown. Right, absolutely, and then and then they each get one more possession to see, right? Because, you know, and I know that might take a little longer, but no, I'm with you. But but aside from yes, that that came out of that game, but just the the back to back days of tension of playmaking coming down to the wire. I mean, it just it was it was unreal. And you know me, I I prefer I, I like football a lot but uh i tell you what man when the nf when when the nfl playoffs are rolling like that is there anything you might say baseball but is there anything better than the back and forth that we saw over the weekend um yeah i
2: mean it's 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 great it's great drama you know and i I think one of the things with this you know you got the division championships now is you've got uh i'm not going to count jimmy garoppolo because i just i don't think he's much of a quarterback but uh, and you know even Stafford is older but but you got you know Joe Burrow from the Bengals you know young quarterback you got Mac Mahomes who's still a young quarterback um and Stafford is starting the second half of his chapter there's a lot of really interesting storylines here um and young players on the rise you know so it's it's a it's a fun time to watch but absolutely it was so much drama so so many great games um, even the low scoring, you know, mm-hmm. the, the 49ers and Packers game, you know, it was just perfect Lambo weather, you know, it just, it felt like something out of a snow globe or a dream. I think Jimmy Garoppolo actually said it felt like a dream, you know, playing in this thing. Someone said it after the game. Um,
1: and it was cool. Yeah. And then, and then Twitter and other forms of social media turned into a total fisticuffs between right and left after that game, because half the country was thrilled Aaron Rodgers lost, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know? A guy with an Ayn Rand book behind him. Who, by the way, he said he never read it. He just, you know, whatever. So I don't, I'm not making a judgment one way or the other with that. I just, it was just really interesting to see how that devolved into a political fight after that game. Someone, right? someone wrote a column, I think, in in the USA Today network
2: about like at least he's not going to have a platform at the Super Bowl
1: now. <laughs> no, right, no, for sure. It was, it was really interesting to watch that. Yeah, I mean in other words it was just so much interest and it did spill into politics because of what's happened with Rodgers lately. But no, all in all it was just a just an incredible weekend of of drama and tension and 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 people making plays and it's just yeah, it's it's really it was really really fun. Um all right, we got to we want to take one more quick break Carlos if that's okay with you. Yeah, that's fine. And uh, we'll come back and talk a little bit of college basketball uh, because it's going to be that time of a uh, year, I think, uh, with Michigan and Michigan State. And we'll, let's 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 see if we can decide this uh, blue wall thing. Can we can we can we figure that out? Yes. Okay. All right. We'll be right back.
2: I'm Melissa Robinson for the Detroit Free Press. When you wake up every morning, what's the first thing you do? Check your email? Me too. And when you sign up for our daily briefing newsletter, you'll get all the latest news sent directly to your inbox so you can wake up and be ready for the day. We also have newsletters about COVID-19 in Michigan, the latest entertainment headlines, as well as Woodward 248, a newsletter specifically for people living and working in southeast Oakland County. And don't forget about automotive headlines and all the latest news from our Michigan sports teams. We have a newsletter for every personality and preference. Just head to freep.com forward slash newsletters to sign up for any one of these great options and more.
1: Welcome back to Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Carlos, uh, I got a clown emoji in my email the other day. You know, when you don't write, you don't get response of any kind. And, you know, it's good to get response. Um and that's fine if they want to call me a clown, but I, was it you that that'd be my first question Carlos. was that you? I was gonna say you got my burner account email so yeah i'm
2: glad <laughs> I'm glad you
1: you know did you I don't think you replied though so i I'm, I'm still waiting okay no I'll, I'll I'll reply no i've I got to clown a few different ways if in a few different uh platform, on a few different platforms excuse me that's the that's they're the a multimedia star I, look at this no 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 no, not at all that's the brain fog kicking in by the way how what's the expiration date on that how long am I going to be able to use that as an excuse oh oh months and months I'm for, sure for being for being lame when you forget to file your expenses when you book your hotels late you can just keep using it I mean it'll, it'll be fine okay okay I mean because I've been lame long before covid so I guess it's not really an excuse but 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 Carlos uh, Michigan Michigan state basketball teams had big big wins last weekend Michigan State beat Wisconsin Friday night and uh, Michigan beat Indiana. Right. Sunday afternoon which both, was bigger both, which was bigger though both were on the road and by the way about it's when, when you when you guys listen to this Michigan State will have played Illinois on Tuesday night uh, at Illinois and Michigan will play hosted Northwestern and Ann Arbor on Wednesday night so forgive that if you will but but last I just want to point the reason I'm mentioning these two games Carlos. they were the best wins of the year for each team and I wrote a column about this is my first column back. I wrote a column about kind of where the teams are a little bit and what those wins meant, uh, you know, kind of. It was an assignment in part from uh, the great Kirkland Crawford. We don't mention him enough, by the way. Executive a producer. End. Yeah, Yeah, because we get lost mentioning it on Jeanette. <laughs> there you go, Jeanette. That's two segments. <laughs> so, and it, so it was an assignment, and then there was a news cycle. In any case, I, I got some heat from people that – because I probably focus more on Michigan and Michigan State in the column, and there's a reason. I'll talk to you about that in a second, but but I'm curious what you think about that, Carlos. Uh, the idea that can, can, can you combine, is it ever okay as, a, as an outfit, as a, a newspaper, whatever, media, media organization, <laughs> to combine uh, two games in that situation?
2: It's not. And you should go to journalism police, Sean. I'm going to I'm going to escort you there right after we're done Um, No, Of course, you can do whatever you want. I mean, that's, you know, it's ridiculous. I mean, you obviously I mean, I think I mean, you focused more on the Michigan game, which I think was the right call. Um, And obviously you were writing that day. It was Sunday, right? For Monday. Right. I wrote right after the game. And the Spartans played on what? Friday? They did. So that was a little bit older. And I mean, my point of view, I mean, I I think the Michigan game, the win over Indiana was much bigger. Um, And I thought that was the right call. Um, And as far as a blue wall, I think that's just ridiculous. There's no blue wall at the Free Press. However, I'd like to take this opportunity to uh, congratulate Michigan Athletic Director Ward Manuel for being selected to the College Football Playoff Selection Committee for the next three years. So, <laughs> but there's no blue wall. We don't root for Michigan. We're absolutely, you know, you know, completely neutral.
1: Yeah, we are. It was just it was just the way the games unfold. I had a bit, had State played Sunday afternoon. And Michigan played. Uh, sorry, Michigan State, and Michigan played Friday night. Uh, it would have been. It would have been the same. I don't know that. Wait, I would Can you not agree say state? Is that wrong? I'm just trying to be formal here, okay. Michigan State. You know? Don't, I don't want to cut the, I don't want to cut anybody who loves <laughs> green and white short. What, what, is, what is acceptable for Spartans? Is
2: it is MSU okay? Is Sparty is not okay. Sparty. So don't say Sparty. Not, I know Sparty.
1: They don't like Sparty. No. Can you say? Can you say MSU? Or Sparta. MSU. I think you could say. I think you could say MSU. I mean, that's our style. It's AP style. Say MSU. I, right? Okay. So a
2: long time ago, when I was a copy editor at the Free Press. Every once in a while, I would write MSU, like in a, in the text, or whatever. And I, someone I won't say who would change it to Michigan State all the time, spelled it out. Um, so I wasn't sure if that was a thing that Spartans fans are touchy
1: about, but um, but they don't like state either, right? You know, I'm not sure about the state. Uh, that, that's probably okay. Okay. I don't think that's up there with Spartan, Sparty. Okay. Spart- right? Sparta's okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I don't know. We're gonna get in so much trouble.
2: I just want to get. You know, I, don't I want to offend people. The, I want to get it right.
1: I don't. I, no, I do too. <laughs> let me disagree with you though, if I may, um, for a second. Uh, actually, we've been disagreeing for our, our whole careers. <laughs> but look, man, I, I thought I actually thought the the okay the Michigan beating Indiana was impressive, but partly because of the way Michigan had struggled and had not shot, had not been shooting the ball well although they beat Maryland a few days before that yeah. and and shot the ball fairly well and they competed at Illinois the week before that that was when they first started to kind of find the effort competitive spirit level that they, they struggled to find this year so maybe in that larger context yeah and it was really impressive and they got a young team and and it just it really flowed indiana does, indiana's a good team they don't shoot that well but wisconsin I felt like Michigan State. First of all, Michigan State was was playing to kind of stay at the top of the Big Ten, so their goals are a little bit. I mean, their goals may not be different, but their their aspirations at this point of the season are a little bit different. So that's one. And two, they had they had played poorly in a home loss to Northwestern, and had played poorly, relatively poorly, than a few games before that, particularly at home to Minnesota that they barely beat. And Minnesota was a good team, but but so they were trying to they were trying to you know. Write a listing ship a little bit. And they will tell you that. Izzo talked about that. The players talked about that. They felt like they deserved to lose against Northwestern. I And Madison's a really, really hard place to win. I know Indiana is too, but I thought it was just as impressive and, and just as important. No, I disagree with you. I mean, it,
2: Michigan State is, you know, they, they got it to the top of the big 10 standings with that, right? But they're like 15 and three. They're going to be, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be in the tournament. There's no question about that, right? They're, they're just, how good are they? Gradations of, 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 you know, good play, excellent play. Michigan, they're maybe on the bubble, right? Nine and seven. I mean, so let me see if you agree or disagree with this quote. Someone said after the game, We were playing for our season. That's what Coach Howard was saying. This win right here was for our season. That's Hunter Dickinson, co Big Ten player of the year, Sean. Are you going to disagree with Hunter?
1: He's right. They were playing for the season, but Michigan State was too. Maybe No, they're not, the they ball, not maybe playing not the, for their season. No, they weren't. The, no, they're trying to play for a Big Ten title and to get to a level where they can make a Final Four run. That's what they're starting to think. So, relative to what they're trying to get to, it was just as important. You're right. They were playing. Michigan was playing for some momentum and to try to try to change it because you're right. They're going to be. They, you know, they were headed to being a bubble team. I think they're good enough to get on a run and 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 be better than a bubble team. But they're also young as far as what i wrote and the way i wrote it carlos it it was a matter of the news cycle right the, the michigan game it just happened it wasn't because I thought the michigan win was more important i did not it was just sort of coming off that it was just the news cycle that's that's really all it was And this idea that they deserve different columns, fine if I hadn't been out sick and COVID. But we ran a column off the Friday night game from Graham Couch, who's really good up at the Lansing State Journal. So we had a column about that game in our paper. Um, Normally, that yeah, that would probably be me, but I wasn't able to do that. And um, so we thought, hey, let's combine them. I didn't, you know, we we we. I tell you what, Kirk. Kirk, our editor, our sports editor, and I both knew enough not to write a single column off Michigan, Indiana, right? That, That wouldn't have felt... I mean, here, I hadn't written in a few weeks. Not that anybody's paying attention to that necessarily, but... So we do think about that, right, Carlos? Yeah,
2: I mean you gotta you gotta be attuned to that. And, that. and that part of that is the context of, yeah, if you're a Michigan state fan and it's like Sean Windsor has not written, you know, basketball king, Sean Windsor has not written a basketball column in a long time. Nobody knows why. They don't know you're not out there on Twitter saying, I've got COVID, feel sorry for me. So nobody knows. You you've just been kind of like absent from, you know, the the newspaper or whatever for a while. And then you you write about Michigan or focus on Michigan more, it seems like you're ignoring Michigan state. Nobody knows the context of whether you were ill or you, you, you know, you didn't write that day or you weren't at that Michigan state game or whatever it was. Um, you know, I, Hey man, people haters going to hate, right? I mean, you got to write what you got to write. I wouldn't have had a problem of you writing about Michigan. You know, you're like, Hey, that's the game you're covering that game. You're back. You know, you're, you're feeling better. You're, it's your first column back. Uh, you know, you could easily explain that in your column um, without having to, like, you know, go down the middle and give, you know, f- equal time to both sides. And you're going to be right. Normally,
1: I try to. No, I'm sorry, Carl. I normally, you, I try yeah, to do Yeah, you it.
2: did fine. I mean, I, to me, I mean, I, I understood it why. It was you, more weighted to Michigan, for sure. It was. Sure. And, but, again, I understood why you were doing it. A lot of people probably didn't understand why you were kind of. No, Michigan it plays into shift. this
1: idea that we care more about Michigan, and we and we do not, not and certainly we, not for we, basketball, we, not for college basketball. No, we and I don't think we do for football either. I mean, sometimes you make you make editorial decisions on where to go and where to put resources depending on wh- how a team's doing, right? Because when a team is uh, has has some kind of tension, either they're really really good and there's the tension of they're going to lose, there's a lot at stake and there's a lot of interest, or they're struggling in some way when they w- weren't expecting that. And people are frustrated, so they want to read, right? Oh yeah. But we make editorial decisions all the time, right, Carlos? Based on that. That's not some kind of oh we favor Michigan over Michigan State. That's that's just not true. No, at all. Not at all. It's it's all it's all about
2: where we feel, you know. Yes, where the interest in readership is, um, but also who's the hot team sometimes, you know. And that that definitely and historically for the last however many years, you know, um, since. Gosh, who knows when since since, uh, since certainly since Tom Izzo has been there. I mean, Michigan State has just been, you know, the consistently great program. And my guess is they would get more. They've gotten more coverage out of us just because of that. You know, if you're I mean, Michigan's obviously had some runs and they've had some success with Beeline. But before that, they didn't have a lot. And, you know, uh, until you know, before that with, with Fisher, but, um, but Michigan State's had, you know, they've had the magic Johnson era. They've had all these, you know, I mean, they've had so many uh, just kind of a, a program trajectory. I mean, as an outsider coming from California, you know, I thought of Michigan state as the dominant basketball program, but I also thought of Michigan as the dominant football program. I mean, that's just kind of the probably general national perception about these programs, but you know, we go where we go where the interest is, but we are very conscious of giving both teams fair play we are you know and readers and listeners should know this we have a lot of alumni from both schools on our staffs it's not like you know we ignore michigan state or hate you know if we do that we will hear it from our own people very quickly of why are you guys not giving michigan state or michigan you know basketball more coverage or whatever it might be so there's no way you can be you know deaf to that
1: yeah, yeah just it just it just feeds into it and i understand it you know it, the folks are sensitive and look the, the way michigan michigan state are perceived just in general as universities right and, and i i try to be mindful of that i think we all understand that it's funny the the guy called me a clown i'm not gonna mention his name and i normally wouldn't do this but it was a, a nice welcome back after being out for a few <laughs> weeks and it's quick i'll just read it to you carl it says, you are such a clown you have absolutely zero credibility as writer uh, I think there's a word missing there. The Detroit sports media is such a joke. <laughs> the free press and news can't fold soon enough. Spartan fans everywhere will continue to mock and laugh at you. He sounds like an admirer of Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> is he?
2: Is he? Was he? Like? Did he miss the the article because he had some ivermectin in, in his system? Or? I
1: don't know, man. You know what's? You know what's? And this is what I always think. And I, I, you get this kind of stuff. I get this kind of stuff. It's fine. And people are. I'm happy. And a lot of times I respond too. You know, as long as people aren't. Personally, kind of too much name calling or anything like that. But but I feel like I try to I try to imagine, Carlos. Could you could you ever imagine wishing somebody to to have their company fold?
0: No, people lose their job. No, but that's not
1: that's not new. How many times I I wish you get fired? I've I've gotten that all the time. Yeah, no, no, for sure, no, for sure. It's you're right. It's just so they to, to me. We're we're kind of lumped in with right the teams in that way or coaches right yeah. oh I want that guy gone absolutely it, it's that you're not really actually thinking about the person and that's fine it's part of sports fandom it's why we have jobs and uh, and we're both very fortunate well one of the one of the great
2: things and I don't know if I mentioned this before but there was a great article written a few years ago probably five years ago on the Ringer. And it was about the uh, Philadelphia Eagles media and how they be there's it's a very, at least at the time, was very clicky, very insular. But there was a lot of infighting within the media. There was actually a fistfight between two of the beat writers. And it was it was an oral history of of the media and specifically centered around that that fight and the, the arguments and stuff and the competitiveness. And one of the writers got thrown out of a game, an Eagles game from Lincoln Financial Field and all this stuff and it was a, and and reading it and, and they they also talked about the the way fans responded to people live tweeting the reporters live tweeting about one of the guys getting kicked out of the the press box and i realized that it was the first time i kind of realized that you know readers and fans they view us as part of the team kind of the same in the same realm of we're all part of the whole machine to them, way. of the players and then the media. And then a lot of the lines have gotten blurred because when you have arguments in press conferences, when someone's slouching, who is it? Who did it? When you have fights or arguments about you know i mean my first thing when when the whole penny hardaway thing happened recently in memphis i thought is is the reporter going to come out and say i'm the person who was saying that or or who my question was who was it because these days you expect to hear that oh it's this person he was a
1: columnist uh, jeff caulkins okay so yeah that's for the memphis and he used to work for the memphis commercial appeal i don't know if he works for the athletic or not but yeah he actually said something on twitter yeah
2: because before it was like if you ever had a, a tiff you know, the Dennis Green thing, you know, if you're going to crown them, crown them, you know, and, uh, you know, you have no idea who who said that or, or what the context was. But these days, there's a lot more of this back and forth in the media's part of it. It's part of it because we have more of a voice. We have more of a, you know, following on Twitter, you know, in a live, you know, sort of, a, you know, timeline. Um but yeah, I think that's that, and that's good for our business. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. It's good for our business for people to feel more engaged that way. So when they are mad at us, when they call you a clown, take it as a compliment, Sean.
1: No, 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 for sure. It's it's and it's a, it's just a good reminder too, especially with the uniqueness of of the Michigan Michigan State and the way we cover things. And here I wrote a column about two big wins, and to me, it's kind mm-hmm. of a. I don't want to say harmless column, that's not quite the right word, but you just this idea you're kind of taking a quick quick temperature, you know, and it's like <laughs> a setup. Okay, I'm going to start writing a lot more college basketball here, obviously, right? A lot. And, um, yeah, for, yeah, hopefully. And in any case, it's just, yeah, it's a good reminder about how much people really do care, and we are very, very fortunate that people care, right? That, I mean, look, they're listening to us. A few people are anyway. I mean, how ridiculous is that? Oh it's ridiculous. I I will say this one
2: last thing about this is that I do not have the time to respond to people on email or Twitter and stuff and you know but I do If you got out of the spa, you might. Yeah, I I well, I try to I try to read as much as try to read especially my emails. If someone takes the effort to email me, I do try to read them. I do read probably most of my emails that I get. Oh, that's very nice of you. However, I don't respond often. It just I just don't have that time to get into any kind of meaningful response, but I have on occasion, and the last time I remember responding was someone who was a Lions fan in Long Beach, and specifically the Belmont Shores area, sent me an email. Oh, I miss the Lions and blah, 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 I'm here. I used to live in Belmont Shores. And so I actually emailed him back like fairly long email saying oh my god what a you know i'm I'm jealous i used to live on euclid blah 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 i had a lot of fun there when i was young um and uh he didn't respond back so it was, it was just funny that i took all the time to respond and like well the one one of the few times i
1: did you know just crickets on the other side so so you're just going to give up that easily that's okay. it i'm done night, I'm, I'm a clown so i, never run a I accept it yeah come on man i can't believe we <laughs> give up that easily well listen man let's uh let's uh let's wrap this up um, you know, if that's okay with you and get to our, get to our favorite things, we don't want to sit here and talk about how great we are and there's no blue <laughs> ball the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Although maybe we, maybe, maybe we do, but, uh, let's get to our favorite thing. I, I got a short, quick, quick, sweet one, but, uh. I'll, you know, why don't you go first? You usually do.
2: Uh, yeah, my, mine is quick and short, too. Um, so we're we talk about, you know, sports all the time. And it's an important weekend for the NFL playoffs and all this stuff. Right. And um, I'm recording the games. I'm watching them. Sometimes I'm watching them later, all that. And uh, so it's Sunday morning, I guess we'd recorded. We always record. My wife and I record Saturday night live. And so uh, we were watching
1: it. Because you're both really with it, obviously. We're with people. it.
2: We're, we're, we're young, yeah. hit people. Um, that's what all the kids watch. I think Tad says that. So um, actually, we had to watch it on stream because the recording got messed up.
1: But anyway. I think if you have a beard, you're not allowed to watch Saturday Night Live. No, it's required. Much, right? It's, requ- it's it, But you watch it? it ironically. Okay. That's the difference. Um, oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get high. <laughs> And uh, and then you you get your you get your Cheetos or your Dazs chocolate chip ice cream maybe. You know, I don't know what getting high means other than high on life. And then uh, and then you watch it Detached. Well, kind of like you watched Letterman in the eighties, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm too young for it, it, I don't know who
2: David Letterman was. So okay, okay. okay. Um, well, anyway, anyway. So um, so we're watching it, you know. And, and at the end of the show, the cast says goodbye, good night, whatever, and they're all on the stage to get together. And there's a cast member wearing a. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs number 15 jersey and my wife turns to me and says and they turn around you see the name on the back of the jersey and she says uh, who's my homies and uh, I realized at that moment that one I'd failed to uh, properly impart to her how important my job is to cover football and uh, uh, also how little it matters to a lot of people (laughs) that we think sports is such a big deal sometimes but some people have no idea that um you know they can they can get by just perfectly well in their lives without knowing who Patrick Mahomes is. So, <laughs> uh,
1: I, I I laughed for a
2: good twenty or thirty seconds when she said that.
1: That's that's great. You know, it's like anything else. You're knee deep in something. Yeah. It's what you care about, and you realize the world is a big, big, big place out <laughs> there. Right? <laughs> and 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 not not everything we're doing day to day ripples very all that far. Sometimes it does, and that's it's beautiful. But uh, but for the most part, yeah. That's a great. That's a great favorite thing, my man. Um, mine is being back here with you and Tad. To be honest with you, oh, I, uh, I, uh, no, just just the the things you take for granted, you know. It's just a, just a We try to have fun here. We try to, you know, entertain just a touch. Maybe uh, inform. That's more you than me. But um, yeah, no, it's. It, I, I really have missed it, and um, I didn't miss. It was nice to have a break from the writing. To be honest with you, a little bit after doing it for so so long. But I, I was antsy to get back. I mean and I look and I'm glad to be back Brighton and and I'm grateful to be able to have that job to begin with but I really like to be back here to use your voice you know when you're laid up for a while and sometimes you don't know it's a whatever else you think about covid you know it's it's taken a lot of people out right And you don't know, and and you can read all you want about, yeah, most folks have this comorbidity, comorbidity, or this other issue, underlying issue, and that's true, but there's enough randomness in all of this, right? Perfectly healthy people, young, just all of a sudden you're in the hospital, and that's it. And um, it's not that that's what I was thinking necessarily, but, you know, yeah, you you, you get sick like this, and uh, you assume, you hope you're going to be fine, and I'm grateful I am. But uh, but you you don't know right because of what what has happened almost nine hundred thousand people now in, in this country alone since this started so I am uh, really really grateful to be back here talking with you uh, and Ted so that's my favorite thing I'm
2: I'm we're so glad to have you back it was it was I really appreciated the time with Jeff and, and Dave but it was it was uh, not the same show. So our one reader our one listener is happy that you're back as well I'm sure Todd Todd's gonna send you a nice clown emoji too so um yeah we are very happy to, I'm very happy to have you back I'm sure tad is was
1: as well well it's good to be back my man and you you did a uh, it was fun listening to you the last couple of weeks but uh, yeah I have to say I was I wish I'd been there too for sure especially for tad so I can see you know the listeners can't see tad like we can but he's sitting there make you know with his laughing and we can see his that grin and you know what i mean it's it's fun to see young people smile yeah you know and by young i mean what are we talking about 23 22 yeah somewhere late late teens let's just say late teens right. let's round down okay 19 a prodigy a prodigy is producing <laughs> this this podcast that is that is awesome well listen carlos again good to be back uh thanks uh thanks man this was fun as always as it is every time we do this um i want to thank y'all for listening for uh giving us some time um we also want to thank oh God. I can't believe we got to mention her name again. This is just outrageous. This is a record. I think we four, want to. Th- four. I know we want to thank Ajayne Delgado, uh, our executive producer, also Kirkland Crawford, uh, and we want to thank Peter Batia. But let's let, really, man, and, and, and that's true. None of this, this is not happened without the three of them uh, for sure. But can we be real here for a second? Tad Tad Davis is the one that makes this go, right, Carlos? Oh yeah, he's the he's uh,
2: the I mean, rock star for sure. He. He, you know what? I was most impressed with was Tad got Dave Burkett to join on time, and the stream was flawless. And as you know, it's hard to get Dave Burkett to join anything and, and be on times and commit to anything. So
1: that was that was a feather in his cap. There you go. I mean that 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 says it all. I would say right there. So yeah, let's let's thank Tad, who's with us, who listens to uh, this you know ridiculousness every week, and tries to make it sound a little bit better. So we want to thank him for that. If you uh, like this podcast, it's the Freak Sports with Carlos and Sean Wright, and Carlos is first for a reason. Don't forget that, folks. If you like it, you can find it wherever you find your favorite podcasts: Spotify, Apple, you know, maybe some other places out there. That my teenage, no, they're not teenagers anymore. My or my, my my early twenties, college age kids could could tell you. I know it's crazy. Uh, And if you get there, you know, rate us, subscribe if you'd like. I think that'd even be better. But, you know, hey, look, if you don't like us, tell us that too. And I'll make sure Carlos is uh, not on the podcast anymore. How about that? Can we we say that? In any case, look, uh, thanks again for spending some time with us, and we will see you all next week.